What I love about Christmas? No, Ron. What do you love about Christmas? Those little <laughs> noisemaker things. You know, the little foil come blow on it, the foil comes in and out, you know. I think those are more of a New Year's thing. Are you really? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And you do mm. that again, you're going to get some New Year's. Might be a really long walk home, huh? It might be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I read somewhere in England that they use them at Christmas time. Oh, no, you're thinking about crackers. Yeah, I know what crackers are. There's little round things you put cheese on. No, not those kind of crackers. Christmas crackers. Everyone gets one at dinner, and then they pull on the ends, and a little toy or a piece of candy falls out. Uh, I think you're talking about a finger trap. Finger trap, you know? Um, Might be Chinese. No... That's not, never mind, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> Do you know what I love about Christmas? Nope, I find out, I'm, I'm about to find out. What do you like about Christmas? <laughs> Eggnog? No, well actually yes, but that's not what I was talking about. At Christmas time, I love stories. Oh, you mean like Rudolph the Snowman? What? Rudolph the Snowman? Uh, oh, I know. Frosty. No. I'm talking about a really great story. In fact, some people have said that it's the greatest story that was ever told. Well, imagine that. And you know what? It just so happens that I have that story right here with me. <laughs> well, then let's hear it. Okay. I'm going to need a little help. <laughs> For me, I'm sitting here. I'm ready to listen. I don't know what else I, I could do. Listening is great. In fact, you just sit there and you just do that. You listen. I don't, that's all I need from you. Actually, the help I do need comes from out there. Wait a minute, I thought they were out here to listen too. Not this year. This year they're going to help bring this story to life. Wow, that is super cool. Now I am super excited. Okay, just remember to be super quiet. Nah, that probably won't happen, but okay, we can try. We can only pray. <clears throat> now, if everyone's ready, we can start the story. If you have your costumes and your props, and we're going to tell the story of the day or the night that Jesus was born. And this is so exciting. You do have one more line. Wait, wait a minute, was that your line? No, that wasn't your line. <laughs> Somebody oh, shoot me. Once upon a manger. Yeah, I see what you did there. It, it's kind of like, you know, once upon a time. I am so confused. Okay, I thought you were, I really, aren't you supposed to be listening? 
Right, sorry. Okay. Now, once upon a manger, once upon a time, a long, long time ago in a town of Nazareth in Galilee, there was a young woman named Mary. And one day, while Mary was finishing up some of the, the housework, she saw a bright light shone greatly around her, and an angel named Gabriel appeared. When Mary saw Gabriel, she was surprised, and she immediately stopped her work. I would have stopped my work, too. Well, the angel Gabriel turned to Mary and said, Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Very really must have been so surprised. Yes, she was. But you know, she was honored that God had chosen her for this special task. So she said to Gabriel, I am the Lord's servant. May his word to me be fulfilled. Mary must have been very brave. She was very brave indeed. Now, at this time, Mary was betrothed to a man named Joseph. And when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, he didn't know what to think. And God could see that Joseph was troubled. So once more, he sent his angel, Gabriel. This time, Gabriel appeared to Joseph in a dream. And Gabriel said to Joseph, Do not be afraid. That's right. Gabriel told him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Then Gabriel left. Gabriel really dropped the knowledge of all Mary and Joseph, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. Now in those days, Caesar Augustus decreed that all the people in the land of Judea must return to the city where their family was from to be counted for the census. So Mary and Joseph packed up and traveled the long journey to Bethlehem. And when Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, they met a census taker. The census taker's job was to record the names, occupations, and residences of all those who came to Bethlehem. When it was Mary and Joseph's turn, the census taker said, Next. And Joseph told the census taker that he and Mary were married and that he was a carpenter from the house and family line of David. And when the census taker had recorded everything Joseph had told him, he said, Next. So Mary and Joseph had to travel all the way from Nazareth to Bethlehem 
just to give their names and their occupations? That's correct. And remember, they had to travel all that way on foot with only a donkey to help them. Wow, I hope they had good shoes. Well, actually, they had sandals. Wow. And don't forget, Mary was very pregnant. <laughs> Double wow. <laughs> Can I get back to the story now? Yes, please. I can't, see, can't wait to hear what happens next. Let's just hope she doesn't deliver on stage, okay? Oh. Oh. Now that they had been counted, Mary and Joseph had to find somewhere to stay. Mary knew that the baby was coming, so they needed to find a place, and fast. So Mary and Joseph went from inn to inn, hoping to find a room where they could stay the night. But at each door they came to, they got the same response. So they traveled all over Bethlehem. They just simply needed a room to spend the night so they, Mary could have this baby in privacy and, and quiet. And it was starting to get a little scary for them. Sorry, there's no room at this inn either. <clears throat> well, so they were how they had the outs at the inn, huh? <laughs> well, I guess that was a really... A, problem for our weary travelers, wasn't it? It sure was. Unable to find a room, Mary and Joseph had nowhere to turn, but luckily one of the innkeepers took pity on them and allowed them to stay the night in the barn behind the inn. Which one? What do you mean? Well, which innkeeper at which inn, you know, allowed them to stay? Was it that one, or that one, or that one, or that one? I think it was that one. Way to go, innkeeper. <laughs> oh, my. As Mary and Joseph got settled in the barn, they realized that they were not alone. Let me guess. God was with them. Of course God was there with them, but that wasn't who I was talking about. Oh, so don't tell me. Wait, the angel Gabriel just appeared out of nowhere. If you would just listen, I will tell you who was with them. Thank you. That's better. As Mary and Joseph looked around the barn, they saw animals of all kinds. There were cows that said, there were horses and donkeys that said, horses and donkeys. And there were pigs that said. Bacon. And there were ducks Bacon. and owls that said. And there were even cats and mice that said. Meow, meow, squeak, squeak. Wow, <laughs> that had to be a really noisy barn. Can you imagine? What happened if they all started talking at the same time? Well, it probably sounded something like this. Hit it, guys. Okay, so what happened next? What'd you say? I said, what happened next? Oh my God. All right, you don't have to yell. 
Uh, I'll, what happened next was, amongst the animals and the straw, and in a barn out behind an inn, Mary gave birth to the Son of God. And as he looked upon his wife and baby, Joseph said, His name is Jesus. Just as Gabriel told them in the dream. That's right. Wow. Now as Mary and Joseph looked down on their newborn son, there were many stars looking down on them as well. The sky above the barn was beautiful, filled with the light of the stars. They seemed to say... Twinkle. Little twinkle, star? Twinkle. What? Twinkle. You know, like the song. Twinkle, 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 little star. How I wonder what you are. How I wonder what you are up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Now all the stars say... Twinkle, twinkle. Little, <laughs> little star, how I wonder what you are. Are you done? <laughs> um, yeah, please continue. Well, there was one star that shone more brightly than the rest. And God placed this star in the night sky to show where the Messiah lay sleeping in the arms of his mother, Mary. And the star had one job, and that was to say, Jesus is born. Now, nearby in a field, shepherds were tending their sheep. The fields were quiet that night except for the sheep who would occasionally say, <laughs> The shepherds were dozing off when suddenly an angel appeared. The shepherds were startled from their naps and said, Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> the shepherds couldn't believe their eyes. In front of them stood an angel from heaven, and the angel said, Do not be afraid. When the shepherds calmed down a little bit, the angel continued saying, Listen carefully, for I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all people. Today your Savior is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, for you will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Then, suddenly, a choir of angels appeared in the sky. And they praised God and said, Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace be among people with whom he is pleased. It was then that the shepherds saw the bright star and knew they must travel to Bethlehem to see the Messiah. But what happened to the sheep? What do you mean? Well, if the shepherds went to Bethlehem to see the Messiah, who watched out for the sheep? Or did they get a bad rap? <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe the shepherds brought the sheep with them. You heard it, sheep. Feet, feet. Get to the manger. He said sheepishly. <laughs> okay. When the shepherds saw the newborn baby Jesus, they knelt down and praised him. And all across the land, the good news spread of the birth of the Messiah. Okay, but what about the wise guys? Excuse me? 
the wise guys. Everybody knows there are wise guys in the story. You mean the wise men, and they didn't arrive for many months after Jesus was born. But they're in our nativity scene. I mean, they're so cute with their little beards and their little trinket boxes. Don't worry, they're here in this story too. The shepherds weren't the only ones who saw the bright star in the sky. The wise men called Magi traveled from the east to worship the newborn king when they arrived. Many months later because they didn't stop to ask her directions. <laughs> Many months later, they knelt down before Jesus and said, And they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They came to worship Jesus and to share in the joy that Jesus the Messiah and King had born. And all lived happily ever after. This isn't a fairy tale, dear. Once upon a time. Ah, uh -huh. this is the story of the birth of Jesus a long, long time ago. Well, once upon a time. Right. In a manger. Right again. What a great story. Better than Frosty? Way better than Frosty. Maybe even better than Rudolph, I'm not sure. Imagine that. Well, I think there's only one thing left to say. What's that? And let's go together. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And a big God bless you.